Welcome to episode 20 of the Brain BS Podcast. You cannot outrun the law of attraction. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm happy to be here. Looking forward to sharing my brain BS today with you as usual. I think what I'll talk about a little bit today before we get into the law of attraction, which is absolutely my new favorite topic is the brain BS that comes up when we put restrictions on ourselves and deadlines and think that we have to do things that we actually don't have to do. So that's been happening with me because I realized over the weekend, Saturday night when I was getting ready to go to bed, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't done my podcast episode for this week yet. And then my eyes shot wide open and I started to worry about all the things that I had to do in order to be able to go back to Illinois and, you know, get the house closed up here and everything I have to do for my business. And I went into overwhelm. I had like these waves of kind of panic. Nothing, nothing too major though, because I've done enough work that I could distance myself from it and know that it was brain BS and that I did not have to get like all consumed by it. It did keep me up though. I I must have dozed off at one point, but it was like 4.25 a.m. and my eyes were wide open. And if I slept, it was only a couple hours. I don't even know if I slept that long. Anyway, my point is, I started to think I had all these deadlines and restrictions because I have to do a blog post and write that before I can actually record. And then we have to clean a day and pack up. So it turns out, I really didn't need to do that to myself because I'm figuring it out. I started packing yesterday. I got organized. I wrote my blog post. Now I'm sitting here recording my podcast episode before the cleaning service comes to clean up the house. So it's all working out. And I already scheduled the blog post and I don't have to have the podcast recorded by the time I get home. It is due on Wednesday but I can finish it and post it on Wednesday even if it's a little late. I point all this out to you because how often do we make things into a problem that aren't a problem? And it's all because of the way we're thinking. Like I was actually thinking, well, I just don't have enough time. I just, I dropped the ball. I should have stayed on top of this. I should be doing this in what they call batches and doing it in advance time and it should never get to this point. And I was adding layer upon layer of judgment on myself for getting into the situation. And it turns out it's really not even a situation. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. But this this kind of scarcity in our thinking is something I'm going to be talking about a lot more on the podcast because I'm beginning to understand that it plays a big role in my life. And if it plays a big role in my life, it does in yours too. Because we all have brains and none of us do anything that unique or that different in the way we're thinking than other people. Okay, so let's get to the topic of this week, the law of attraction. This universal law basically means we are going to attract whatever our mind focuses on the most. In other words, we're responsible 
for everything we bring into our lives because our brains act like magnets and attract whatever we put out to the universe. Our thoughts and how we manage our minds are how we actually create the reality that we experience. Most of us unknowingly bring many negative events and people into our lives because we haven't paid attention to our subconscious and we're dwelling in negative emotions and don't even realize it. They kind of become a habit. So learning how to live a deliberate life aligned with our divine purpose enables us to manifest whatever we want in our lives by choosing our thoughts on purpose to create the results we want. As you all will recall, if you've been following me at all, our thoughts trigger feelings and those lead to actions that give us our results. So in this podcast episode, there's so much more I could talk about on the law of attraction. I'm just going to say that right here. So I really can't get in depth on this, but I promise I'm going to be talking about this a lot more because I think it's way more important than I even realized in the first place. And it's so um, tied to that scarcity versus abundance that I was just talking about in the way I was thinking, putting deadlines on myself and really kind of picking like the opposite of what was good in everything. So it's like where we where we place our focus. Is it scarcity? Is it negative? Or is it abundance? And of course, it's enough. So the way I'm going to illustrate the law of attraction is I'm going to share a few personal stories with you about how it's worked in my favor and how it's worked against me and how it's an ongoing thing and it's prevalent in everything, including this business that I'm working on. So the first story that I'm going to share with you is in relation to chronic back pain that I have been experiencing for decades and how in the last couple of years it became really debilitating and really painful and um, now it's almost gone. So the first time I recall experiencing significant low back pain was when I was a bus girl at the Marjolaine's restaurant in Denver, Colorado, downtown. But the funny thing is, just as a little side thing, when I was sitting here trying to remember the first time I had back pain and all the restaurants that I worked at and trying to think which trays were the ones that really bothered me, I couldn't, I really couldn't remember. They were Fridays was coming in my mind, sneakers, sports bar where I worked. I worked so many different restaurants and it kind of cracks me up because I discovered I sort of make up my own timeline and details of my history. <laughs> Because I don't remember the actual events. Um, but trust me, I'm not the only one that does that. Okay, back to my back pain. So this was in the early 80s. And I used to pick up really heavy trays that would really like throw my back out periodically. And then the way you took care of it back then was you'd go to the ER. They'd give you some drugs. And you would have to be on bed rest and ice your back. Now, this happened a little bit more frequently than I would like, but the majority of the time, my back was fine. But after 14 years or so of doing that in the restaurant business, it definitely started to have more times where it was, you know, kind of debilitating. So when I finally got out of that business, then I went into healthcare, and that made my back even worse. Because in healthcare, I was working with really big, heavy people sometimes and trying to get them dressed and stand them and transfer them. So I frequently got injured in that um, setting. I was also, because I didn't graduate till 32 and became an occupational therapist then, I was really passionate and excited about doing something meaningful and I was way overzealous. 
the, I, I lifted people that probably hadn't been lifted in years. And I thought I was doing something good for them. But um, I kind of have a different take on that now. Anyway, I was overzealous. I didn't practice self-care. I tried to do too much. And as a result, my back would just get worse. And then we'd have to go to the human resources, fill out an incident report. So insurance would cover my health care during the time that I couldn't work. And so by this time, it was sort of like back pain was a frequent companion. And I just envisioned that I was always going to have it, which was my first thought error, right? Let's talk about manifesting. I was manifesting that I would always have back pain. Didn't realize it at the time. So then another thought area I had after working with older patients who declined with aging was that I kept thinking how much worse my back was going to get and what a mess I would be by the time I was 60. I anticipated worsening pain, possibly the need for back surgery at some point. More than possible, I actually thought for sure I was going to need it based on how I was doing now and imagining years of wear and tear. And then not being able to enjoy long walks and hikes and all the things that I loved. So, I mean, come on, holy cow. If I knew now what I did know, not know then, I could have saved myself years of suffering. I used to hear people talk about emotions being stuck in your back. And I even watched the documentary called Heal that illustrates the power of our minds and how that can make us better. And I remember after watching Heal, I got all excited because... I actually felt better. My back pain felt better after I watched that. But I couldn't sustain it because I thought it had something to do with the documentary that made my back feel better. But really, it was the way I was thinking. And as soon as I turned off the documentary, I stopped that way of thinking because I didn't know about the law of the attraction at the time. And I didn't know how to choose my thoughts on purpose and, you know, live a deliberate life. So it wasn't until I started to learn more about living consciously and making it a priority that I actually began to get some clarity on this. I could talk like about my back pain for the next decade. So I'm just going to say this was the beginning of the end of my back pain when I tried everything. And I mean everything. I even hired an angel coach to help me with my back pain. I went to the chiropractor for years. I got an MRI. I did the cortisone shot, had a horrible reaction to it. I did everything that I could until one day I just thought maybe instead of giving into the pain and being so afraid of it, that maybe I should try to kind of work through it. I kind of decided not to be so afraid of pushing myself and thought, well, maybe it would be better if I can move a little bit more. So of course, lo and behold, that was the beginning of an internal shift that I started to make and then as a result I could you know participate in more activity with less pain and the back pain eventually faded into the background of my life where it had been for years instead of like right in the forefront and uh, you know primary focus so during this time period where I began to change the way I was thinking that's also when I learned about Eckhart Tolle and a new earth and then that led me to Brooke Castillo and I became certified as a life coach. And then suffice it to say that that was all the beginning of a huge internal transformation for me that came after a very dark time that brought up all my shadows and exposed all my fears and insecurities. So my mom used to always say it's always darkest before the dawn and boy was she right.
But just so as a little side note, when you're about to make the biggest transformations and become the most enlightened, that's usually when you have your most terrible times. And when you became the mo- you become the most negative and consumed by your shadows. Um, now I know when that happens, uh, part of me knows that something good's in store for me. So that's a little bit different way of looking at it than I used to in the past. I really don't remember what the thought was or what inspired me all of a sudden to think that maybe I should push through it. But for sure something happened. I just don't, I can't recall it. And that I'm not going to make up. But now I know that if I make an internal shift or any sort of changes in my life, it's because I had a thought first and I really paid close attention to it. I also want to point out that as soon as I stopped focusing on the physical things that could make my back better and I made my emotional and mental health a priority, that's when my back pain went away. Okay, so the second story I want to share with you is related to the aging process too. And it's related to how my thoughts took me from feeling insignificant and invisible to feeling vibrant and beautiful again. I was feeling pretty good in my early 50s because I was pushing through my fears and doing some things that I'd never done before, and I felt good about myself, but it didn't last, and then when I started to gain weight a few years ago, after being able to maintain it you know, pretty well over a decade, I got pretty discouraged. I also didn't eat a lot, and I ate pretty healthy, so I literally thought that it was a new set point for my weight because I read an article about that and really believed that it was impossible for me to lose weight and that every um, year uh, my set point would go up. So I not only felt powerless to my age and my body, I also lost appreciation for myself. I got kind of mildly depressed, I didn't feel attractive, and I looked at my life through the filter of scarcity and nothing being good enough. And that scarcity extended to every area of my life and I didn't even realize it was there. I didn't think anything I did was enough. I worried about what other people thought all the time. I was always afraid I was doing something wrong. I never celebrated anything about myself. And then randomly, which I now know was divine intervention, I decided to go to a continuing education class at UIC. And that was when the seed was planted for me to get a doctorate in occupational therapy after years of not being in school. And, And quite honestly, at this particular point, I sort of felt like I was getting you know, like really having cognitive issues. I couldn't remember things. I I messed up appointments. I was just really just did not feel like school was going to be something that I could do. But flash forward, I worked through all that. I have my doctorate in occupational therapy now. And I felt really good when I finished it, but that didn't last. I actually talk about that in other podcast episodes. Nothing lasted. Nothing was um, good enough. And there was always something else I should be doing or that I needed to be doing differently for me to think it was okay. So it was right about then when I was getting really discouraged. I graduated. I was trying to do an elder care consulting business. And then COVID hit. That's when I found Brooke Castillo. And my life changed in amazing ways. And I learned how to do thought work. And then she had a program in Scholars, which is a program of hers, where you can um, lose eight pounds in June. I actually tried to promote my own program like that, and Facebook wouldn't even let me do it because they didn't think it was possible that you could lose eight pounds in a month, which I think is kind of funny. The program literally changed the way I think and taught me how to make my thought work 
the priority and showed me my hidden thoughts that were not serving me, namely the set point idea in that there's no way I could lose weight at my age. So the payoff was I lost 15 pounds and I learned how to manage my brain to create the results I want, not just with my weight loss, but in every area of my life. So sometimes when I look in the mirror and I find myself thinking that I don't look good enough or I don't like my outfit and I'm judging it and deciding whether it's true or not, now I know better. Now I know, oh my God, I'm doing it again. And I let go of the thought and I decide right then and there that I look beautiful no matter what I'm wearing and no matter what outfit's on. So instead of changing the outfit to feel better, I change the way I'm thinking about the outfit. Also became more aware of the brain habit that I have of thinking nothing is ever good enough and that it's not true, right? It's just a thought. The outfit's not a fact that it's bad. It's just the way you're thinking about it. So that was an amazing revelation for somebody like me who has been judging myself for years and thinking that I, you know, should get my self-worth and my validation from other people or from my achievements. I don't have to believe my thoughts and they're not even coming from me. That seemed radical and crazy. I had no idea that those thoughts that were causing me so pro- so many problems were just coming from my ego and what I commonly referred to as brain BS these days. So changing the way I'm thinking changes what I attract. I no longer think that it's impossible to keep the weight off or that I can't lose weight. I now think, oh, it's easy. And now it's easy. I swear, it's as simple as that. I know it doesn't feel that way to you, especially to those of you who are trying to lose weight and can't. But I promise you, as long as you keep thinking, oh, I can't, it's too hard, it's impossible, I'll never be able to lose the weight, then that's what you're attracting to yourself. Take a look at your life, look at anything that's working or not working, and then start paying attention to the thought that's getting you that. And then if you don't like what you're getting, change the way you're thinking. So by now, you're probably figuring out the law of attraction is closely related to the kind of coaching I do and the thought work that I talk about in the podcast. It's sort of like the thought work is a pragmatic way of dealing with the law of attraction. It just makes us more conscious of what it is we're doing that will attract what we have. Normally, we're in our subconscious and autopilot and not even paying attention to what's happening to us and therefore we have no idea that we're the ones that are manifesting it. When we have all these hidden negative thoughts that we don't even realize are there, that's why negative things are happening. When we start thinking in abundance and we start thinking anything's possible, that's when you're going to start to see the changes. You're just going to have to trust me when I tell you that when you go through a downward spiral and you're not doing well and then all of a sudden things turn around and they start to get better, They're not getting better because of the things that are happening. The things are happening to make you feel better because of the way you're thinking. Okay, so the last the last story is a short one because it's still a work in progress. And it's about how the law of attraction relates to the challenges of becoming an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. So if I'm in the right mindset and I'm not trying to get clarity before it's time, I do fine. One step at a time, things go pretty well. As soon as I feel like something should be different and I get anxious and fear and doubt creeps in, then the flow stops, there's lots of resistance and I start to dwell in confusion and not knowing what the next step should be. 
So then that impacts my belief in myself. And when I don't believe in myself, I don't make offers. And when I don't make offers, I don't get new clients. And when I don't get new clients, I don't make money. And then at the end of all of it, I don't end up helping anybody. Well, I mean, I'm still helping the clients I already have, but not in a clean, helpful way that I do when I believe in myself. So, and here's another point that I want to make in this. You could go through all the right motions. You could have the perfect strategy for sales, whatever it is that you're trying to do. You could be perfect. You could practice. You could do everything just right. But if the energy and the intention behind it is negative and it stems from doubt or fear, you're not going to be successful. You're not. It doesn't matter how much you try all the different ways you do it, it all comes down to who you are in that moment and what is going on in your brain. Law of attraction, no matter what the scenario is, that's what's at work. So knowing that and knowing it's that you are actually manifesting your own life, doesn't that make you want to manifest something good? Doesn't that make you want to become more self-aware and to learn about yourself and to have some kind of you know control over what's happening in your head? It sure does me. Um, It also kind of scares me sometimes because I know I'm fully responsible for everything that I'm attracting to my life. But you have to remember, for those of you who are getting defensive, nobody attracts bad stuff on purpose. It's It's just from living unconsciously and not knowing how to manage our mind. And the last thing I want to say is you cannot trick the universe, okay? You can't. You can't be a phony baloney and you can't be going through the motions and trying to look like you're doing everything perfect and work your ass off and and pay all your dues. And people are like, oh, she works so hard. She deserves it. You're not going to attract it if you're not feeling it in your body, if you don't have the intention and the energy behind it, period. I hope you learned something valuable here. I want to talk a lot more about the law of attraction, but it's goodbye for now. I will see you in the next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to invite you to subscribe to the Brain BS podcast and leave a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and look for coaching options that are available to you and to learn more about the work I do. Lastly, I also would like to invite you to join the Brain BS group on Facebook where we can dig deeper on the topics we discuss in this podcast. Remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your Brain BS.